right, welcome back to the As of Yet Unnamed podcast. I'm Connor, joined as always by Porth. And welcome to episode six. Today we're going to be talking about vacations and video games. Yeah. And we're going to just jump right in here. Parth is going to start us off talking about Cancun, I believe. Yes. We were just going to talk about some cool vacations we've been on first. And uh, the one I'm going to talk about first is when we went to Cancun. Uh, This was actually just last month, July of 2021. Yeah, we went to Cancun, Mexico. I went with uh, my sister and my parents. We went with another couple who had their son with them and then a third couple who didn't have any kids with them so it was like a group of us and we left on a sunday uh spent monday tuesday and wednesday there and came back thursday and uh it was a great trip honestly it was a good time we stayed at a resort it was a pretty nice resort it was like 12 floors it was actually an all-inclusive package we got so like the airplane tickets and the resort, all of that, you know, it was one package. The resort had like 10 restaurants inside it. And um, it had like a couple pools and some bars and like a buffet area. We were eating at the restaurants and like it was like no additional charge because it's all in the package. Oh, nice. Of course. <laughs> yeah. At the resort, there was like a karaoke bar. So we went there, like the three nights we were there, we were just hanging out and we played pool. pool. Um, I was there with like the other kid I mentioned that was uh, with uh, with us on the trip. He was like 20, so I, I was kind of hanging out, hanging out with him a little bit. So me and him went. That's cool. Yeah. Playing pool. Yeah. Yeah, the rooms were pretty nice. Uh, very comfortable beds. that's a necessity on a trip like this yeah you gotta sleep well right no they were like like exceptionally comfortable (laughs) like definitely more comfortable than my bed (laughs) (laughs) i I like the beds nice (laughs) (laughs) and the rooms had a nice view of the ocean because the resort was like very close to the ocean yeah some of the stuff we did there uh, we went to like a, the pool there one day and just hung out in the pool. And then the next day we went parasailing, which was pretty fun. It was, we like went out in the ocean, like in a boat and they, they had like two of us go parasailing at a time. It was in this little like big, big like sea thing, which fit two people. Yeah. They like trailed behind the boat. Yeah. 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 And, like, we were probably, I would guess, two or three hundred feet in the air. It was a good height. It was pretty high, yeah. Yeah. Everything um, looks tiny from up there. Yeah. That was fun. You know, very nice views. They, yeah, they didn't even have, even have like, a seat belt in the seat or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I probably could have jumped off. <laughs> uh, they gave us life jackets, but that, that's all. Yeah, that that'll save you from that three hundred foot fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was fine. And then we we went the the next day. We went snorkeling. So it was actually like all of us had. We actually drove a speedboat out into the ocean. And there were like three boats. 
and we like followed a guide he kind of you know showed us where to go so like each boat had two people in it except my boat my boat had three people in it <laughs> getting weighed down yeah and um uh, yeah i was the one driving the boat very cool yeah that was fun that was pretty fun drove a speedboat and like he took us to this spot in the ocean where we all like parked the boats and like got into the water and did you know we went snorkeling but not everyone did a few people just stayed in the boat because they didn't want to do it yeah i did it for like five or ten minutes and then i got back in the boat because <laughs> i just i don't really feel that comfortable in water to be honest <laughs> i'm not good at like floating i don't know i keep feeling like i'm sinking yeah even though i had a life jacket so you're, you're not very buoyant <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> but uh i mean i i did put my head underwater a couple times i saw some fish and stuff i mean i guess i went snorkeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah you check that off the bucket list right <laughs> yeah <laughs> five or ten minutes yep <laughs> But, um... I mean, you're just going to see some fish and stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Driving that speedboat was kind of a highlight, though, actually. That was cool. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. And it was, like, in the ocean, so at one point, like, the waves were starting to get kind of a little bigger. I, like, caught air a couple times. Yeah. One time, a bunch of water, like, came into the boat. <laughs> my bad <laughs> going a little too hard yeah <laughs> so yeah that was all fun and yeah it was just a really relaxing trip overall it just like felt good to be there like the vibes <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it just was... just a cool place to be yeah very like scenic right it was really pretty one night we all went to downtown and just kind of walked around i went to the, this place and Okay, I got a pedicure, okay? <laughs> Listen, no, it was cool, though. Like, they, I don't know, they, like, cut my nails and, like, scraped them and whatever, made them all clean. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. I mean, gave it was you, cool. Gave you some pretty feet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Start so. you in OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I did that. It was hot. It was pretty hot there. Okay? That's the first thing I thought of when you told me y'all were going to Cancun. I was like, man, it's going to be scorching there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would say it was like 88 degrees outside, but it felt like 100. Yeah. I think the heat index was like 100. Dang. <laughs> it's kind of how it is around here right now. Yeah. It'll be like 90, and then it'll feel like 100 because of humidity. Right. And like, yeah, it's like... I would take a shower every morning, and within a few hours, I would just be super sweaty. Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> just wait and shower when you get back home. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it was, I was constantly in a sauna. <laughs> yeah. It is very tropical, Yeah, I guess, down there. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Overall, great trip. We did, when we went to the karaoke bar, we, we thought about, we were... Telling each other we would do karaoke one night. We never did it, though. We were too scared. Dang. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. But <laughs> what song were you even going to sing? I don't know. We had <laughs> ideas. We could like ask, We were going to ask them, do you have this song? Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. 
They'll say you just get up there and then tell you a song to sing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see you doing that. Yeah. Here's a Spanish song. <laughs> Do your best, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, while I was there, like, I think I think people just thought I was from there. Because four times people started talking to me in Spanish. I would be like, no habla espanol. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. You could have just stayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, great trip. I would probably say like top three for me, actually, of all time. Nice. Yeah, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Uh, it sounds fun. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, that's my first trip. Uh, do you want to talk about your trip? Yeah. All right, and the trip I'm talking about today is uh, when me and my family, uh, my parents and my brother and me, uh, all went up to Washington, D.C. Uh, this would have been summer 2013, I think, uh, in between me graduating high school and going to college. Uh, we spent roughly a week there. We actually drove up there from here in Rock Hill. So it was a long drive up and it was a long drive back. <laughs> I remember that very distinctly. But um, it was a fun trip. Uh, we stayed in uh, like a like this really small hotel room. All four of us kind of crammed in there. Uh, that was fun. Um, but, you know, we got to see all the sites. We went and saw, you know, all the things you'd expect, like the Lincoln Memorial, uh, the Washington Monument, um, the Wall of Soldiers' Names. I can't remember the name of it on top of my head. Um, all that is clustered in like this one like courtyard. And I mean, if you look up an aerial view of it, you'll be able to see all of it there on the grounds. But we got to walk around and see all that. Our hotel room was right there at the edge of that courtyard, basically. So we were like a block's walk from being able to go to any of these places. Hmm. We got to go see the Capitol building. That was cool. We walked around and saw like the Smithsonian Institute and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of cool stuff in there, like historical. Like, you know, uh, there was like a World War II section that had a bunch of historical like planes and, you know, a submarine and that kind of stuff in it. Uh, they had like all the important documents up for viewing, like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That was kind of cool to be able to see all that stuff in person. It's a lot bigger than you'd think it would be. Those are some big pieces of paper. <laughs> uh, outside of that, we spent our, we spent our time like hanging out, uh, kind of trying some of the local places. Uh, there was one day in particular we went to go see the Lincoln Theater. Uh, that was kind of the highlight of the trip, probably. Uh, we got to go into the theater where Lincoln was sitting when he got shot and assassinated. And they actually take you to the spot, like you can see the seat he was sitting in, sitting in when he was shot. Oh, and they like walk you through the whole process of like from there where like what happened, like where John Wilkes Booth went. They like show you the window he went out of and all this stuff. They even, as part of the tour, take you like across the street to the uh, hotel that he was taken to that he actually died at, and you get to see like the bed in the room that Lincoln died in. And that was kind of cool. The actual bed. Yeah. Dang. It's like preserved. They're like it's like it's like a scene for viewing. You like walk by it as like the tour guide talks about it and stuff. It was pretty cool. Huh. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a really interesting. It like put a whole perspective on things like cuz when you hear about it nowadays you're like, "Man, he went from a theater to a hotel." <laughs> like this guy jumped out the window and like ran off to wherever, but like when you're actually there, it's like all very close. Like it makes a lot more like spatial sense. And it kind of gives you some perspective on like how small things used to be back then. Just yeah. how, how compact everything was. Oh, yeah. All these rooms are tiny, and the hallways and the stairways are so narrow. It's just completely different from how our buildings are today. It's crazy. Dang. But that was fun. 
we uh we we went around and did some shopping. There was like a little strip near there that had some shops and stuff, like kind of touristy places set up. Uh, that was fun. I actually got a beanie there that I wore for quite a bit of time. It was like a Lincoln Theater, Lincoln Memorial beanie. Hmm. I wore it quite a bit going into college there. It was like my go-to fashion item. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> How many days did you stay there? Uh, we were there pro- roughly a week. Like I said, we drove there and back. So we were probably in the city, I think, four days maybe. Huh. Like they were actually staying there. I remember there there was like a Jersey Mike's or well, not Jersey Mike's, uh, like a Subway or something. Uh, Quiznos. It was Quiznos like right around the corner from us. Yeah. I think we might have ate there once because it was so close. Everything there is so tightly like packed together. Like everything is within walking distance of everything. At least there in like the very center of DC kind of. Hmm. Like um, there's way more foot traffic than we have around here. Just people walking everywhere and whatnot. Uh, it's kind of how more of I imagine like New York City as I've never been there but yeah. there's just tons of foot traffic and traffic is so like packed and tight uh, there's just <laughs> it's a very uh, very tight living I don't think I would want to live there mm-hmm. but I would recommend visiting there I think it's cool nice. like especially if you live in the US being able to see all these historical sites and everything yeah it's cool to have like a you know, like a like an actual view of it instead of just like the the view through the history book that you get taught in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you see the White House? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. no, no, the White House. We saw the Capitol building, oh, okay. which is like where the Senate and the House is at. Yeah. Um, I don't think the White House is right there, close. Maybe okay. it is. I can't remember honestly. Hmm. <laughs> Because the, the courtyard is like the Capitol buildings at one end and the Washington Monuments at the other end. And there's like the pool. Like we got to walk by down through all that. And we took a bunch of pictures and stuff through all there. Yeah. And then um, like the Smithsonian Institute stuff is like surrounding that courtyard. Like the buildings around the edges of it. Right. We did go see the uh, like the changing of the guard at the grave of the unknown soldiers. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Just seeing all that stuff in person, all, like all the uh, the ceremony that goes with it, and that was interesting. Mm. And we got to walk through the cemetery with all the graves from all you know all the soldiers' graves throughout the U.S. history. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of people buried there. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those things that you kind of puts in perspective for you, like just how many people have died fighting for the U.S. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, especially that Lincoln tour thing. Yeah, like I said, that was probably the highlight. It was a lot of walking. Yeah? Yeah, lots of walking. You know, we didn't really drive anywhere outside of the cemetery. I think we drove to that. But everywhere else, we basically walked to, pretty much. (laughs) But it was fun. Nice. Lots of things to see and just kind of look at, especially in the Smithsonian. There's just so much stuff in there that covers all sorts of different topics, like just kind of you know, events from history and, like, important scientific discoveries that, you know, you don't maybe not think of today that were big deals back in the day when they first were invented. Yeah. It was just cool. Cool seeing all that kind of stuff in person. Nice. It's amazing how, like, well-preserved some of it is, considering how old some of it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah. yeah. I, I did actually go to D.C. once. And when I was, like, 11, it was, like, 2006. I I don't really remember it that well. I mean, I remember going to, like, I think the Lincoln Memorial and, like, I guess the Capitol building. 
Because yeah. it's like right, they're close. Yeah, like, you're, they're like with, at opposite ends of that courtyard, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while since I was there, so yeah. my, my memory on it's a little fuzzy, but it, it had enough cool stuff that you know I still remember. Like you, like you said, like the tour and stuff, and being able to see the Capitol building. I still remember all that stuff today. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was fun enough and important enough to stand out that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there any other trips you wanted to talk about tonight with us, Park? Oh, yeah. I think I can mention one real quick. Another really good one. We went to Jamaica like a few years ago. This was like Christmas of 2018. It was just like me and my family. Yeah, we went there. I think also for about three days, similar to Cancun. And we stayed at, we stayed at like an Airbnb place Mm -hmm. like it was like a little house and we actually had someone there like i guess she she like owned the house and she like cooked some stuff for us and stuff like that um so you were you were like renting out a place in her house yeah it wasn't like an empty place being rented out yeah it was her house yeah it was it was cool it was a good trip we we went um, zip lining one day. That was probably the highlight. I'd, I'd never been zip lining, but it was fun. That's cool. When then I don't know. We we were kind of just hanging out. Like we went to this like waterfall, and we were hanging out there. We went to like uh, this like restaurant like by the ocean. That's which cool. It was like it had a cool view. Um. That's another one of those places. It seems like it's just very scenic. Like, it's just cool to be there and see everything. How yeah. pretty it all is. Yeah, for sure. It was very scenic. Good weather. Hmm. Trying to think what else. I think one thing did happen there, which was, like, not really good. Because <laughs> we, like, rented a car and, like, drove it there. Like, my dad drove it there. And we stopped at a gas station once. And, like, I think we paid for the gas, and the guy who, like, filled up the tank didn't actually fill it up. <laughs> and then we left and, like, realized later that we did it, it, He didn't actually put anything in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't realize, like, immediately. <laughs> I can't remember the exact circumstances. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So it's not so, like it wasn't like a self service gas station? Like they still had someone pumping gas for you? Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they're trying to scam you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess things are a little different there. They drive on the left. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I don't really know anything about Jamaica. Right. Other than like Rastafarians. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, they have cool accents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cut that out. Yeah, hey, hey, cut that out. <laughs> we got like pina coladas there, though. Uh, they were really good. Really? Yeah, some of the best pina coladas I've had. Really? That's cool. Yeah. I've never had an actual pina colada. Oh, I've only yeah. had, like, pina colada-flavored stuff. Yeah, good trip. It was, like, uh... I guess it wasn't quite as action-packed 
high octane <laughs> as Cancun. I wasn't driving speedboats there. You were just ziplining. Yeah. It was a little more just relaxing. Huh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It seems like a relaxing place to be. Yeah. Like, I usually just think of, like, beaches when I think of Jamaica. Like, tropical beaches. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next up, we're gonna talk about some of our favorite video games. Uh, we each have three video games we're gonna talk about. So, um, I think I'm gonna start off. So, the first game I have, uh, on my list, one of my favorite games, is The Last of Us. So, this game came out in 2013, but I didn't play it until 2018. Cause, like, I got a PS4 in 2018. And then I just got all of the, like, PlayStation exclusives that everyone said were, like, great. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. <laughs> um, it was a big game when it first came out. Very big. Yeah, yeah. I got the remastered version, actually, for the PS4. Because it was originally on PS3. But yeah, I think this is a great game. The main reason I like it is the story. I thought the story was, like, phenomenal. I connected it with it uh, emotionally on you know pretty deep level. <laughs> the the characters of Ellie and Joel, the main characters, I thought were really well developed, uh, great characters that uh, I think their relationship was pretty well developed throughout the game. So that like they do a good job of building their relationship, so that at the end, the ending like has. An emotional punch, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I won't talk about the ending and, you know, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. We'll just give a spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. It's an old game. Like, yeah. most people by now that have wanted to play it probably have played it. Right, yes. Yeah, Especially with the sequel having been out. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was great, because when, I mean, Joel, you know, basically lied to Ellie that about the cure and it was just a really powerful ending because it was like he kind of sacrificed the rest of the world for her because he cared about her the endings left a little ambiguous whether like ellie knows that joel is lying or whether if she believes him um because he tells her that like there actually was no cure because they wanted to use her blood to make a cure um so yeah it was it was just a very powerful ending i thought Hmm. yeah it hit for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also i thought the graphics were great especially in the remastered version i've realized that i care a lot about like graphics in video games i like good looking games (laughs) (laughs) what can i say i'm a simple man (laughs) yeah this game looked good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look look beautiful in certain scenes now the gameplay was one of the weakest parts of the game i would say it was passable like it was a lot of collecting items and shooting zombies and sneaking past people like there was nothing super engaging about it but it was fine i don't know i played i played the remastered version a bit on my ps4 i never finished it but yeah, the gameplay—it's more of a vehicle for the story yeah, than yeah. the other way around. Like, the gameplay comes about because of the story beats. It's not like they crafted a story around the gameplay. Yeah, it's just there to move the story along. 
Right, right. That's true. But, I mean, you do have to, like, shoot stuff. Like, you gotta aim and shoot, and you gotta be able to sneak. Like, there is yeah. stuff to do. Yeah. It's just yeah. not nearly as developed as other games that would, say, focus on that kind of gameplay mm-hmm. over the story. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay can, gameplay can be fun. Like, sneaking past zombies, that was kind of cool. Um, But, yeah, it just... It's not, but it's just not like an FPS or something. It's not that engaging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's actually like, sums it up, like why I like the game so much. You don't want to talk about the sequel? I, I am about, I'm about to. <laughs> okay. It's in my notes, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. Real quick, I do want to mention, they made a sequel to this game. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> what uh, do you think about it, Mark? What do I think about it? I didn't think it was good. Dang. <laughs> that's a contrarian opinion part yeah it it was disappointing oh my god this the story in the in the last of us 2 it's like why they didn't need to make a sequel it the story was self-contained enough like from what i know about it in the first game it, it didn't need to be continued necessarily no 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 it didn't like it really just felt like they made a sequel because, like, people loved the first one. And they just, you know, to capitalize on that. Yeah. It's the second, the story in the second one is really just like a revenge tale. Like, Ellie goes uh, on a revenge quest because someone kills Joel and she, like, goes after them. That's, like, most of the game. And then halfway through the game... They have you switch perspectives and start playing as the antagonist. <laughs> and they're like, oh, now you can see her perspective. See, she she's not that bad. She There's people she cares about. <laughs> oh, look, she's petting this dog. She's nice. <laughs> I don't care about any of this. <sighs> and they like destroyed Ellie's character in the second one. She's not likable in the second game. She just, like, brutally murders people. It's not like the first game where it felt like she was kind of doing what she had to do. Yeah. This game, she's just killing people to go on this revenge quest. (laughs) It just all seems very unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of what they were trying to show. Like, look, oh, revenge is bad. It makes you into a bad person. But it's not that deep. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they were a lot smarter than they were. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never played the second one, so. Right. And it, oh, it's such a long story, too. It's like 25 to 30 hours, the second one. It just goes on and on. I remember playing that game till like 2, 2.30 in the morning, just trying to get to the end. I was like, I don't even like this. I just want to beat it. <laughs> I paid for it. I'm going to get to the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the second one is not good. It's not a horrible game. The graphics are, again, amazing. (laughs) The music's really good. But, like, very unnecessary. And I would not recommend. It's like when your gameplay isn't doing anything on its own. Like, you're basically just coasting on the story being good. Yeah. So if you don't like the story, you're probably just not going to like the game. Because the gameplay's not all that special. Right, right. And yeah, the gameplay in the second one also is so repetitive. Like, I mean, it's basically the same as the first one, but the second one's a lot longer. When you're so, doing it for 30 hours. Yeah. It's a big difference between like, to like 10 or 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it, it get by the end, I'm like, geez, please end this. I don't want to collect any more tape or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. And other crowd of uh, enemies to, oh, you know, kill or sneak past. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <sighs> Tell it like it is, boy. Yeah. That game's, the second one's not good. But, but the first one's great. You mean you disagree with all those game of the year sentiments? Yes. <laughs> I don't understand these critics. They're like, oh, a deep, enriching, emotionally investing story. I was at the edge of my seat. Did we play the same game? <laughs> <laughs> so innovative. Ooh, where's the innovation? <laughs> what innovation? It's the same gameplay from the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I did see like a lot of fans did feel the same way as I did, though. It was more, I think, critics that like loved it. Yeah. <laughs> a big divide between the fans and the critics. Yeah. Kind of like movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it almost seems to me like if they were going to make a sequel, they should have just made it a completely new story. Like yeah. within the same universe. I think that would have been a better idea. And like have it intersect with the other story in some way from the first game. Like at like a point. Just so you can say, oh, well, they, those are those characters I recognize or whatever. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I hope they don't make a third one. <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> I don't know. You've already done your worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the story was like... It was sad. I mean, the ending was sad. That part... The ending felt sad to me. And then there were there were a lot of flashbacks in the story to like Ellie and Joel went like between the first and second game. Because the second game's like six, five, five years after the first game. So there's like flashbacks to between those times. And the flashbacks are by far the best part of the game. Really? Yeah. I actually like those parts. That Those parts felt like the first game. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Ellie and Joel. It's doing, you know, going on adventures. Yeah. <laughs> but mo most of the game is not that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I guess I'm a little passionate about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sold me on not playing the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I think you played the first one a little bit, right? I got maybe four or five hours into it, and it was one of those games that I just kind of put down one day and never came back to. Yeah. Like, uh, the story to me doesn't matter as much as you might see by my picks for what I'm <laughs> talking about tonight. Right. I, I care much more about the gameplay, first and foremost. If there's a good story, that's cool. I'm down. I'm down for that. Yeah, but I want a, like a fun and engaging game at first, not not a fun and engaging story first. Right. And the first game, like you said, like the gameplay was nothing. Even at the time, it was pretty by the books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's where we like differ, because you you really care about the gameplay, and I think I care a little more about like, the graphics and the story. Yeah. But. That's just me. Yeah, that's just the difference. Yeah. You know, there ain't one type of gamer. <laughs> cut that. Yeah, maybe cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's my first pick, Last of Us. Phenomenal game. Not the sequel, though. Don't play the sequel. <laughs> nice. All right, and the first game I'm going to be talking about on my list will be the Civilization series. 
It's been around for a long time. The most recent game was Civilization VI. That came out in October of 2016. And this is a series of, like, strategy games. You started, like, 4000 BC, and you pick which civilization you want to play as. And each civilization has pros and cons that, like, make them better for certain play styles. Like, do you want to be more militarily aggressive or, like, diplomatic? Or do you want to be, like, a bustling economy? You know, that, that would influence which civilization you want to play as. And you basically... Take the, that tribe, tribal civilization from 4000 BC all the way up to like the postmodern day, like current day. There's just so much like in the game at this point. If you play the sixth game with all the expansions and everything, there's like a world congress that you like vote in. Because uh, there's other computer AI controlled players or other actual players if you're playing multiplayer that control, you know, seven other civilizations on the map. And every game, the map is different. It's, like, uniquely generated each game. And, like, where you start at is different every time you play. So no game plays the same. Like, each time you play a game, it'll be completely different from the last time you played. And there's just so much to think about, and that's what I like about it. Each, it's turn-based. So, like, each turn, when you're in, like, 4000 BC, one turn is, like, 100 years. But then once you get up to, like, modern day, each turn will be one year. So time starts going by a lot slower. And you pick what you want to research, you know, like starting out, you get to research like the wheel <laughs> or animal husbandry or irrigation or all these like super primitive things that help your city. And by the end of the game, you're researching like, you know, space colonization ships and nuclear warheads and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it really closely replicates kind of the history of the human race, like the advances humans have made all throughout history. And it's fun to progress down that and unlock new stuff, you know. If you're if you're a big military fan and you get the nuclear weapons, you can just completely obliterate the world if you want to. That's a totally open to you if you choose to go down that path at the end of the game. But there's things like, you know, you can even in the newest game you can do things like cause pollution that will have climate change start happening the further you go. So the earth will start heating up and then that'll affect how your cities and your military runs and all this other stuff. And you can have diplomatic relations with all the other players in the game, form treaties or, you know, uh, peace treaties or like trade routes and all these other things to help yourself and other players. And there's multiple ways to win. There's no one set victory in the game. You can conquer everybody else or you can be the first civilization to colonize a new star system. That means you win. And there's a way to win for each like facet of the game, like military, science, uh, like diplomacy. There's a way to win via diplomacy. There's a way to win via an economic victory. So the game is really open to how you want to play it. And that's what I like about it. It's just that sheer diversity. No two games will ever be the same. And having all that stuff to think about really just satisfies like some kind of urge... I have some craving for something inside me. It just makes me feel really good to have all that control over all that stuff. Mm -hmm. As you play it, you know, it almost tells like a unique story. Like at the end of the game when it's all over, it'll give you like a timeline of all the things that have happened in the history of the world. And like who, who was winning at certain ways at certain points in history and whatnot. And you can look at that and it's almost like a story that tells itself once you've finally gotten to the end of it. Mm -hmm. And... I actually started playing this when I was really young. That might have something to do with why I like it so much. One of my parents' friends, we were over at their house. Like, when we were, when I was really young, my parents took me over to their house when they were hanging out. And the guy there, shout out to Jeff, 
let me play Civilization 3 on his computer while I was there. And I played it so much that he, like, gave me the discs to take with me. <laughs> so I could put them on my computer back home. And I've been playing it pretty much since then. Dang. I was maybe, like, 10 or 11, maybe 12. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be one of the green franchises that I've been playing the longest. Like, that I have the longest history with. Yeah. Because I still play it today. There was even a new game called Humankind that came out. That's like a competitor to Civilization. It's the same kind of game. I've been playing that. It's really fun. I'm just a sucker for these kind of games, really. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. I did play Civ Five a long time ago. Uh, I I might have played it with you. Yeah. I think me and some of our friends played it online a little bit at one point. Yeah. Back before Civilization Six came out. Right. And I think you might have played with us again. Yeah. And yeah, it is cool. Um it's a pretty it's fun. It's like it's um you know, there's so much like variety, you know, like you said, like each game's different and there's like multiple ways to win. Uh so and like I guess games last a while too. Yeah. A typical game like you can change how long it goes on when you first start. But if you pick, like, the standard setting, you'll probably be playing that game for maybe, like, 20 hours, 25 hours before you reach the end. Really? Yeah. There's a way to speed that up and have, like, shorter games that take maybe, like, 8 hours to complete. Hmm. And then you can even extend it if you want and have games that take, like, 40 or 45 hours to complete. Jeez. Yeah. That's for, like, the really hardcore players. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But, yeah. It's a fun game. I obviously, I don't have, like, the nostalgia uh for it that you do yeah um but uh yeah it's a good pick yeah. <laughs> it's a, basically just a really complicated board game yeah on your computer right yeah, that's true and it does have a very steep learning curve there's a lot of stuff you got to figure out even from the get-go huh that game does its best to try to explain it but it's one of those things where you're probably going to play a couple games and get like stomped on <laughs> Because you don't really know what's happening until you kind of start figuring things out. Yeah. But once you get past that point, it's super addictive. Mm. I, I can't... I don't know the number of nights. I've stayed up till like 5 or 6 a.m. just playing Civilization. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta play one more turn. <laughs> Would you play... Were you playing against the computer? Yeah, I usually play against the computer. Yeah. <laughs> the computer, too, it cheats. Like, the way they make the computer more difficult, if you pick a higher difficulty, the computer basically just gets bonus money to like do whatever they want with instead of actually being smarter oh. <laughs> they just get to like buy more military <laughs> units <laughs> oh. <laughs> so okay. well, if you set it too high it gets unfair at a certain point but there's like a happy balance where it's like challenging enough without like undermining the fun of it yeah and playing against other people is a whole different ball game you know that's almost always fun even when you're getting kicked around because yeah. people are just so unpredictable mm -hmm. nice but that's Probably about all I'd have to say about Civilization. It doesn't have a story-rich, you know, plot line for me to follow like The Last of Us, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, how are the graphics in this game? Oh, the graphics. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, let's see. It's a top-down game. Ooh. With a world map divided on a hexagonal grid. Okay. Does it have ray tracing or... Maybe, actually. I don't know. <laughs> My computer can't do ray tracing. So. <laughs> You get the newest one, it might very well do it. Yeah. You zoom in far enough to see individual citizens walking around the, around your borders. 
<laughs> I might have to pass on that one. Oh, the graphics just aren't good enough. <laughs> Damn, yeah. <laughs> Where's the engaging character development? Exactly. <laughs> Where's my Joel and Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> But I think the next one, we actually both picked the same game, did we not? Yeah, we did. We didn't plan that. No, we didn't plan it. It just happened that way. Yeah, it's funny. But, uh, yeah, the next game we both picked is Left 4 Dead 2. This, uh, we played, we both played in high school with, like, friends of ours on Xbox. And, yeah, it was really fun. You know, especially with friends. I think this game was just really well made. The game, actually, this is a game actually where I think the gameplay is the best part. Yeah, there's <laughs> almost no story, really. Yeah. It, it is, it's like there's environmental storytelling, like the characters will talk to each other and you'll find stuff in the maps that like kind of tell a story about them going somewhere. Yeah. But there's nothing really happening no, no, <laughs> outside really. of mass zombie extermination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked like kind of the atmosphere in this game because it was all it was like in a southern setting, so there was like swamps and like plantation houses. Yeah, um, a lot of the environments were pretty unique. Yeah, especially for that time in video games. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any games that took place in like the southern U.S. Yeah, yeah, the music I really liked in the game also. Just kind of the music that would play when you like reached like as the safe room or when like there'd be a zombie horde. Yeah. It had a very um, dynamic soundtrack. Like to to set the game up, you're you're playing as a team of four survivors, like you and your buddies. Yeah. And you're tasked with getting from point A to point B essentially. Like from safe room to safe room. You have guns, you'll find new guns, you get ammo, you find med kits to heal yourself if you get hit. Because there's tons of zombies coming at you. Like, almost non-stop. And there's also special zombies. Like, the hunter will, like, will, like, stay back and try to pounce on someone. And, like, once they're pounced on, they can't do anything until one of their teammates frees them. Or the smoker will be on top of a building and lash onto you with his extremely long tongue. (laughs) And pull you away from everybody. And, you you know, you can't do anything until someone else frees you. And there's a bunch of special infected like that. And the soundtrack, each type of zombie has its own, like, unique score. So, like, there's a sound cue when there's a hunter nearby. And it's, like, immediately recognizable. Like, I can hear it in my head. We played this game so much. It's like that piano. It's like, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. And each each zombie has its own unique sound cue. And it makes the soundscape really dynamic. And, like, each time you play it, the music will be different. Because there will be different times that the zombies come at you. On yeah. top of the soundtrack, just naturally for the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the music added a lot to the game, and also like the gameplay again was really good. Like the zombies felt like a threat. They you were... never felt safe outside of the safe house. Yeah, yeah, no. Like they were fast. They were like run at you. It was very uh twenty eight days later. Yeah, zombies. it was. Yeah. It was. There were like several difficulty settings too. There was, like, I think easy, medium, hard, expert, expert. something like that. Yeah. And then there was, like, a ground... Realism. Realism, yeah, yeah. Realism expert. Yeah. Ooh. Like, <laughs> that makes it even harder. Yeah. 
That may like if you're playing on the normal difficulties, you can't really hurt your teammates. And you have like a nice heads up display with like a crosshair that shows you where you're shooting and like how many bullets you have left. And you know, if you have med kits or whatever, it tells you what your teammates have. And if you're playing on realism, you don't have any of that. It's just you and your gun and the zombies. And if you shoot your teammates, you'll kill them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And yeah, I really liked all the maps. The maps were well designed. My favorite was probably Dark Carnival, which was the amusement park one. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a pretty popular one. Yeah, it had the clown zombies with the squeaky shoes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And if you smack them with your gun, their nose squeaks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the game is very horror grounded. Like it takes a lot of cues from horror movies and like that kind. It has that kind of atmosphere, but it was also kind of tongue in cheek and like yeah. they had funny moments to it. Yeah, like the clown zombies. Mm-hmm. The characters made jokes. Yeah, it was it, it was as light hearted as it could be for the yeah. kind of game it was. Mm-hmm. I remember in that dark carnival map, there was like an in game band that they were kept like talking about Mm -hmm. i can't remember the name i can't remember either um they were like a hard rock band yeah yeah and they like had a song recorded for the finale yeah when you were like defending the stage while the helicopter comes to get you yeah and the song's playing and stuff that was really cool Mm -hmm. and on the poster yeah i was just about to say that on the poster for the tour that this band is in Rock Hill, South Carolina was one of their dates. Yep. I don't know where they were going to play at. Yeah. Where in Rock Hill exactly are they playing? <laughs> this arena rock band coming to Rock Hill, South Carolina. Yeah. That was really cool to see. Like, you saw, we saw the city we're in, in yeah. like, this video game. Yeah, that was really cool. I didn't expect to see that. That was fun. Yeah. And the song wasn't bad. Like, no. for, as a soundtrack for killing tons of zombies while you wait on a helicopter, it was pretty good. It was. <laughs> Yeah, so they also had a versus mode where you could play as the infected and try to take down the survivors, which was really fun because, you know, you would be spawned as one of the special infected. Yeah, you would get to be the hunter or the smoker or the boomer who gets to blow up and summon the horde. Right, and try to hurt the survivors. Yeah, you would get killed over and over, but it was more about like slowly wearing them down and like laying traps for them and stuff. Yeah, it was really fun. And every once in a while, someone would get to be the tank. Yeah. The big, like, buff zombie that's really hard to kill. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. And, like, it, it like, gave you points, too, based on, like, how much damage you did yeah. to the survivors. So. And the survivors would get points depending on how far they got before they died. Yeah. And then whoever had the most points would win. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a good mode. That was very fun. This game's a classic, in my opinion. Yeah, an absolute classic. I'm still waiting on a proper sequel. Yeah. I don't think Back for Blood is it, I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. No. It's the same developer as the first Left 4 Dead, but it just doesn't look like it's going to be the game that satisfies that Left 4 Dead 2 itch. Yeah. Man. It would be awesome if they made a third one, but I doubt they will. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. Some of our friends, after high school, we would play on the PC version of the game every once in a while. And the PC version of Left 4 Dead 2 has all the content from Left 4 Dead 1. So you get to play all the maps from the first game. And I think those maps hold up pretty well. There's like No Mercy, which is the hospital, where you're you're holding out on the roof of the hospital at the end of it. Yeah. And there's like Dead Air, which is like an airport that you go through. I think it had some quality maps. And I actually think I like the characters in the first game better 
the characters mm-hmm. in the second game. Yeah. You get to play as. Yeah, the char- couple of the characters in the second game like weren't great. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of annoying. Yeah. But the first game, I think, is also... Like, if you're going to include it with the second game that, that, that way, I mean, they're, they're just an excellent package. Yeah. Non-stop zombie fun. Right. And you can even mod the game on the PC release. Tons of mods. Oh. Like having the marshmallow yeah. tank from Ghostbusters. The marshmallow man will be the tank. That's and the right. Ghostbusters music will play when yeah. it comes at you. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember now playing the PC version, like, uh, it was like right before we got into college, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after high school. I, yeah, I do remember the Stay Puffed Man. <laughs> yeah. You can, like, change your gun models to, like, whatever you want this on the mod shop. Yeah. So you can have different guns and different looking guns. They still work the same. Mm-hmm. Or, like, give the characters different outfits. Oh. Keeps the game spicy for longer. Yeah, I remember the the Ghostbusters music playing. <laughs> yeah, when the tank would come at you, the Ghostbusters music would play. Yeah. Oh, God. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Never been so scared of a marshmallow man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's all I had to say about that one. Uh, great game. I would, I don't know, I might just give it like a 10 out of 10, personally. Yeah. As like a party, party quotation marks game, like it's it's amazing with your friends. Yeah, it's it's just the perfect game to play with your buddies. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I, uh, I mean, honestly, I'd probably give it a ten too. Yeah, just for the sheer fun factor. Right. I think I'm more lenient with games than music. I'm just like <laughs> ten. Yeah, ten. Thank Whatever. Alright, the third and final game I have on my list of favorite games is Spider-Man. Uh, the 2018 version that was a PS4 exclusive. This game I thought was fantastic. I can see it wasn't like ridiculously critically acclaimed like The Last of Us was. But I feel like this game was like made for me. <laughs> you know, I was the audience for it. <laughs> this was Parth's game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, we got a great story here. You know, it's just, it's Peter Parker as like a 23-year-old, a little older, a bit more experienced Spider-Man, just trying to, you know, get through life. Classic Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. (laughs) The Spider-Man story, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked all the characters in the game. You got Peter Parker, you got MJ, Aunt May, you know. All of the people you know, <laughs> all all the all the bad guys you would expect. Yeah, <laughs> and ah, Peter and Parker in this game, I really found myself rooting for him throughout the game. Like they made him really likable. I just wanted him to be okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Peter and MJ in the game were on kind of a. They had gone through a breakup. They weren't really together. But uh, I was like, ah, come on, guys, work it out, you know. <laughs> they were, there were like hints that they still, there was still something there. Uh-huh. And at the end, they got back together. Oh, of course. Like, All right. <laughs> yes, that's what I like to see. Like that bow on top of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story was really good. Had some good like emotional moments. I thought that like really worked for me. 
The gameplay actually, I also thought was pretty fun. Uh, the swinging in the game felt really good. They did did the swinging right. It like, I don't know. It was just fun. Like every swing kind of felt different. You could like do a little swing or like do a big like arching swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the same system they used in the Spider-Man 2 video game from yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you're swinging around the city, the web you shoot out actually has to latch onto something. Right. For you to be able to swing. Yeah, I so, think that's very cool. Yeah, it makes it feel like you're actually like really in control of him as he's swinging around the city. Mm-hmm. Like if you time it right, you can even do like loops around like like you know light poles or telephone poles or whatever. Yeah. Also, the combat I really liked. It was like I feel like it based it on the combat in the Arkham games, but I actually like this combat more. It's it was just it was like fast paced and like. You could use a bunch of like spidery gadgets uh, to like you know disable your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, you like unlock more stuff as you play to use to fight people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were like a bunch of suits in the game you could uh, put on. They each had like their own um, like perk. I think. I think like one. I guess if you could point out a flaw. The boss fights got a little repetitive, and they were all kind of predictable. Like, all the bosses kind of had that same set of moves in the same kind of order. Like, you, if you, if you figure out the timing, like, it's easy to, like, dodge their attacks and stuff, yeah. you know. They're not, they're not that hard of a boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That, I guess, could be a flaw, seen as, like, lazy. But it wasn't really a flaw for me. Because the rest of the game was just so good. You know, <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, the music in the game I really liked as well. It was very superhero-y and triumphant. Like you would just be swinging around the city. And just like triumphant. These horns would start playing. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I am Spider-Man. You know? <laughs> the game made you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I did play it a little bit. Yeah. You let me borrow your copy. I had a lot of fun with it, but I never actually beat it. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah. I forgot about that. Playing the game, it it actually made me feel like a kid. Because it gave me the same like excitement and wonder I would get when I played a new game as a kid. I just got that same feeling, you know? It really took me back to, like I said, Spider-Man 2. I played that game a ton when I was a kid on my GameCube. Yeah, yeah. And it took me right back to that game. Right. Which is a good yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, a very good thing. Because that's, like, hor- like before this new one came out, that was, like, the Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And it's from, like, you know, 2004 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I also played Spider-Man 2. That was a great game. This did, in a way, feel like um, a more modern, more, like, developed version of that game I yeah guess. just the modernized take on it yeah this is another game i would i would give a 10 out of 10 to dang okay. yeah i'm handing out those 10s <laughs> thanks uh, son i see you actually oh yeah all three of these would be 10s to me <laughs> nice yeah if only i was this lenient with albums yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're just really picky about your music yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Highly recommend Spider-Man if you have a PS4 or 
PS5 or whatever. Yeah. Did you play the newest one? I did. I played Spider-Man Miles Morales. It was the, uh, you know, spinoff on PS4. It was also great. Nice. Good job, Insomni. Insomniac Games. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't quite as good as this one. But, I mean, I knew that wasn't going to happen. It's not Peter, it's it's Miles. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> but yeah, they did a great job with that too. It was cool because like, it was like in Spider-Man, it was New York City during the summer. But then the Miles Morales game was during like Christmas, like winter time. So there was like snow falling. That's cool. It was all like wintry everywhere. So it's it, it looked cool. It was like a different take on the city. Yeah. Um, that game almost struck me as like an expansion, more than like a sequel per se. Yeah, it I, it had its own story. Like, I mean, a shorter story, because it's like a smaller game, you know, spinoff. But yeah, it was kind of more of this game, you know. But that was fine because I like this game a lot. It's not a bad thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I also. They recreated Manhattan in the game, and I think they did a really good job of that. It it almost feels like like a one to one comparison. Yeah, I remember seeing reading about that when it first came out. Like it's almost a one to one like recreation of Manhattan. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, yeah, they did. They took like some stuff out. You know, it's not like literally the same, but it's close. Yeah, it's like impressive. Yeah, they they even added. Uh, the Avengers Tower in the in game. In the middle, yeah, in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, I remember finding that when I was playing it. Yeah. Going to, like, the very top of the Avengers Tower, like, jumping off, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. There was, like, a... When I was playing it, I eventually, like... I was having a lot of fun, and then I kind of got bored with the story missions. Like you said, like, they start feeling kind of the same a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing the same kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the boss fights and whatnot. But I had a lot of fun just, like, exploring the city. Like, there's tons of collectibles to find and, like, suits to unlock to wear. And, like, that was probably what I had the most fun with in the game was just swinging around their recreation of Manhattan, trying to find all the collectibles hidden around and stuff. Yeah, Like, yeah. there was one at the top of Avengers Tower that I remember that I got. And then, naturally, I jumped off the top. <laughs> like, every player should. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I like collecting the collectibles, too. Like, there are all these, like... I guess mementos around the city, like stuff from Peter's past. And you had like, like take pictures of them or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And every time you found them, he would have this like little narration about like why that item is significant. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I remember this from when we did this. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I thought it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. I would recommend playing it if you have PS4. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they're making a sequel. So oh, naturally. I, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> It'll be a PS5 exclusive. Ooh. You know, <laughs> it actually probably will be. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Time to upgrade part. Uh, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's my third game. Very nice. All right, and the final game I'm going to talk about today is called Dusk. It's a uh, from December of 2018, and it's a retro-style first-person shooter. Back in high school, a lot, uh, Call of Duty was the big thing. It still is today. I'm just not as into it as I was then. 
But me and you, I remember us playing Call of Duty tons yeah. back in the day, playing online with friends from school and whatnot. And this is not that kind of shooter. This is this is styled more after like like the '90s shooters like Doom or Quake or Blood or any of those really old like 2D shooters, basically. Yeah. And it's made to look retro, so the graphics are very you know jagged and kind of pixelated and it's even got different filters to make it look as old as you want it to look hmm. but it's not the graphics that are the important part as you i'm sure you would disagree <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> uh the gameplay is pristine like huh. the uh, moving around is fluid the level designs are amazing uh the guns all the guns you get are super fun to use uh, you get like you get the dual wield pistols, you get the dual wield shotguns, you get like assault rifles and grenade launchers and crossbows and all this stuff that's really cool, and each serves its own kind of unique purpose within your arsenal, and it draws a lot from like horror subculture, like B movies and stuff. Like you start out fighting like <laughs> like hicks and rednecks in the middle of nowhere, and eventually you're fighting like the military, and then eventually you're fighting like interdimensional demons or whatever at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And all the levels kind of are styled after that aesthetic. Like, the first set of levels are all, like, rural, kind of, ur- like, farmy areas and swamps. And other things you'd find in, like, campy B-movies, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. And then the middle levels are more, like, industrial and urban, where you're fighting, like, military soldiers and things like that nature. And then the final levels, you're, like, traveling to, like, another dimension and fighting, like, demons and whatnot. And it's just this perfect kind of ramp-up of intensity and the levels, it's meant to be hard. It's very punishing. You're going to die a lot. But that's part of the fun. Is like, you'll walk into a room and get utterly destroyed. But now at least you know what's in that room. And you can save whenever you want. And like reload whenever you want. So you, you play these levels over and over again. And eventually you get better and better with the guns they give you. Because the enemies you encounter, usually they'll be weak to one of your weapons. So you're, you're switching between guns. You almost feel like, like John Wick in a way. Except yeah. in a pixel game <laughs> instead of a, an action movie. Hmm. And it's just really fun. It's kind of an example of the, like the renaissance of these retro shooters that are coming out right now. Uh, I call them boomer shooters. <laughs> <laughs> They're games that are all styled after the old, old style of shooter. Where you're basically just going room to room, killing all the enemies. Yeah. And trying to survive and play on as high a difficulty as you can. Because that's the higher the difficulty, the more fun it is. <laughs> And it's just a game like I could sink a ton of hours into just replaying the same levels over and over again. It's that well designed and laid out. And there's the levels have tons of secrets to find. Like you can explore and there's like secret hallways and passages to find like guns before you're supposed to get them or like bonus ammo and health so you don't you're not low and things like that. And so it rewards exploration as much as it rewards, you know, being good with the guns. Yeah. And it's just really fun to play. There's tons of games like this that I could talk about, like uh, Nightmare Reaper is another great example. There was the new Doom. I think you might have played that one a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the retro look, but it plays like a retro shooter. Yeah. And then Doom Eternal that came out, that kind of revolutionized the whole thing. I wouldn't even call that a retro shooter. But they're all just great fun, in my opinion. My favorite kind of games. Really? I think right now. Yeah. Dang. That's cool. right, right next to, you know, the civilization strategy kind of games. I love me some retro shooters. Mm. And Dusk is one that I would probably give a 10 to. Dang. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't think it's my my style of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't strike me as your kind of games. Uh, I just care about pointless stuff like story and graphics, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, the story in these kind of games is usually like a title card before the first mission. It'll be like a paragraph being like, you are this nameless guy fighting the hordes of enemies and wherever. That's all you need. Yeah. Just go th- go here and kill these things. That's the story. Right. <laughs> I did play the new Doom, um, for the 2016 Doom, mm-hmm. a little bit, maybe a few years ago. And yeah, I couldn't really get into it. Because I guess that style of like old school shooter is just, it's not really my thing. Yeah. Oh, there's more of a learning curve, I would argue, with these kind of shooters than like a Call of Duty. Yeah. It relies a lot more on like quick reflexes and like swapping, swapping between weapons and memorizing enemy like animations so you know what they're going to do so you can predict what's going to happen. Huh. And there's a, it's a game that appears kind of simple on the surface but there's a lot going on that you can really like master to get really good at it yeah and i don't see that a lot with call of duty at least anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like call of duty is the shooter that anybody can pick up and play yeah they are all kind of the same since like cod 4 i guess yes yeah. every every shooter that's like been big and mainstream outside of like doom i guess here recently yeah. They're all styled after COD 4 for the most part. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, they even go to the links. Like, Dusk has a multiplayer mode where you can deathmatch. Yeah. Free for all. Oh. Those are always good fun. And there's tons of people playing it. But it's nothing like playing your multiplayer in, like, a Call of Duty again. <laughs> right. It's completely different. Memorizing where weapons spawn out. Spawn at. Because you don't get to pick your gun. You just start with the pistol. And you got to find guns to get to use without dying. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you die, you go back to the pistol. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool though yeah i just prefer the the much more fast-paced nature of it yeah but yeah, highly recommend yeah unfortunately they're mostly on pc these are lots a lot of these games are indie oh, and they okay. haven't made their way over to consoles yet huh i could play it on my laptop hey, yeah <laughs> they're they're all so simple looking you could run any of them at max settings on your laptop yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I like is the like really retro art style. Yeah, there's a lot of like a lot. You can tell there's a lot of love put into the graphics, like mm-hmm. to be as simple as they are. Mm-hmm. They're just really like well designed. All the enemies are like very readable, like in Dusk especially. Like you can look at you, even just by looking at something shadow, you can tell what it is. And, like what it, if you know what it is, you know what it's going to be doing to try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that that just makes the flow of the game so like simple and easy to follow. Like, once you get the hang of it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I- I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day you'll come to appreciate them. Yeah. Hmm. They don't funny. have that story you're looking for, though. Yeah. I- it's funny. I don't go to games for the gameplay. What kind of gamer am I? <laughs> you're the modern gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did want to mention two, like, honorable mentions real quick these are more like nostalgic games for me that i played when i was little but like i really like them a lot and they're like special because they're like nostalgic yeah <laughs> um one is tony hawk's underground i thought this was a great game 
even now, if they made like a remastered version of it, I would probably buy it. <laughs> yeah. Underground, I would definitely get a remastered version. Yeah. That's a classic. Right. And Underground 2, to a lesser extent. Right. Uh, I play like a very little of Underground 2. The yeah. comedy was much more in your face. Right, I do remember And if that. that comedy didn't land, you probably weren't going <laughs> to like the game. Because there was tons of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Underground was great. Like, like, the gameplay was fun. I mean, the skating, like, it was, it was just like, you know, press these two buttons to do this trick. But yeah. like, I mean, I liked it. Super simple and easy to pick up. Yeah. But the levels were really well designed. Like, I remember being able to, like, you could get on, like, rooftops and skate over rooftops and stuff. Yeah. And there'd be, like, hidden half pipes you could find and whatnot. It was just all just really cool. Mm-hmm. The story was kind of cool. Like, it, uh, it worked. Like, you were just this skater trying to, like, make it big, I guess. Yeah. I remember you had, like, a best friend named Eric, and he kind of, like, betrayed you. Yeah. <laughs> He, be- he betrays you, like, towards the end, and you end up getting him back. That's, like, the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he shows cool. up in the second one, too, I think. Yeah, he does. He's, like, a joke in the second one. Yeah, he is. He's, like, a he's like a comic relief, purely comic relief character in the second game. Yeah. The soundtrack, I remember, was pretty cool, too. Very diverse. Like, I remember some of those songs, like, very vividly. Tony <laughs> Hawk games have always had really good soundtracks. I remember playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the PS1. Huh. And the soundtrack was amazing there. Yeah. Had like Rage Against the Machine, a bunch of like 90s skate punk. <laughs> yeah. It was all just, it was great music for what the game was. It was just skating. Yeah. That was a great game. And then my other game, Burnout Revenge. Ooh. Okay. This was a great game that I played a lot when I was like 13 probably. I mean, it's it's like an arcade racing game, but it's, it's super fun. You just, you can, when you're in races, you can, like, take down other cars by, like, you know, hitting them. Wrecking them off the track and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you had, like, a boost bar. It was, like, very arcade mm-hmm. But, and then there was, like, a crash mode where you try to cause the biggest crash possible. Yep. With, like, the most... Like monetary damage. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that was that was always fun. I played Burnout Three a lot. Burnout yeah. Three Takedown. That was my Burnout of choice. Uh-huh. It had the crash mode. I think that was the first game the crash mode was in. Was Burnout right. Three. But I played Burnout Revenge a lot too, and it was also really fun. Yeah. I just I preferred the tracks in Three. I think for the actual races. Oh yeah. That and like I just remember like unlocking cars, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And Eventually, you'd get to where you were, like, getting, like, super fast. Things were going by yeah. at speeds. Like, you couldn't even react to things that were happening. It was going so fast. Yeah. Especially when you were using that boost bar. Right. <laughs> I think it would start to get, like, blurry when you were going really fast, Yeah. Too. Everything would just blur together, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It, it, that the Burnout always managed to nail, like, a really good sense of, like, speed and weight to the car. Like, you felt like you were actually driving it. It wasn't like a toy car. Yeah. And I thought I thought Burnout Paradise was pretty good for what it was. It was I, pretty good. I didn't like the open world as much as like the menus though. Yeah. It it just it felt like way slower paced because I guess cuz it was open world. Yeah. 
It's a weird choice for a racing game, in my opinion. Yeah. To be open world like that. Yeah. The only one I remember liking like that was Need for Speed Underground 2. Yeah. I played that a lot. And it was open world. But it worked there, I thought, better than it did in Burnout Paradise. Hmm. Yeah. Those two games, definitely uh, special to me. If I, were to, if I were to give some honorable mentions, I would probably say the Skate franchise. Oh, yeah. Skate 2 is probably like my favorite skateboarding game of all time. Huh. I just, th- that map is so fun to skate around with like that, with that control scheme. I love the control scheme the skate games have. Oh, and yeah. I would almost, I would almost be willing to buy like a cheap 360 just to like buy a copy of Skate 2 and play it again. Oh, dang. Because <laughs> you can't, I don't think it's compatible on anything else. I don't think. Like, I don't think if you get a PS3 copy, it'll play on a PS5. Yeah. So. But yeah, that I love Skate. It had, like, the Rick. Like, the, not the Rick. The Hall of Meat. Yeah. Where you, like, tried to cause the biggest bail and do as much damage to yourself as possible. Yeah, that, that was really fun. That was really, it would, like, light up the skeleton, like, what bones you broke and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we would, like, compete on that nonstop. We would, yeah. <laughs> that was super fun. I thought the third one was a bit of a letdown, though. Compared yeah. to the second one. The third one is actually the only one I owned and played. Really? Yeah. The second one's where it's at. Oh, yeah. It's far better than the third one. Dang. The first one's also really good. I remember really liking like the maps in the first game, but the second one just plays better overall. Oh. You can't even get off your board in the first game. You oh, gotta geez. skate everywhere. Oh. <laughs> and then my other honorable mention, I guess, going way back to the PS2, would be Mr. Mosquito which was this Japanese import game I got at Electronic Boutique when I was really little. Mm-hmm. And you played as a mosquito, and the objective of each level was to, like, suck enough blood out of the people in the house that you were living in. Dang. <laughs> so you know, there would be, like, the first level would be, like, in, like, the bedroom, and someone would be sleeping, and you would have to, like, land on their nose and, like, suck blood. And, but, like, they would slap at you, so you had to, like, fly off. And there'd be other, like, a little objectives to do within the room and stuff. But oh. it got pretty hard, actually. Yeah. It was fun, though. It was very arcadey, kind of. And, like, the, the graphics were really stylized and cartoonish. Like, it didn't look realistic. It looked like a cartoon. Or, like, an anime, maybe, kind of. Yeah. But it was really fun. I would love to be able to play that again, but I, <laughs> it's probably one of those games where if you're going to buy an actual copy of it, it's probably, like, astronomically expensive. Oh. <laughs> but it was really fun. If you ever find a copy of Mr. Mosquito, I would highly recommend checking it out. Okay. That sounds interesting. (laughs) Suck blood from the people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of of other great games, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But, uh... There's always going to be good games coming out. Even if they're not necessarily the big, like, AAA titles. Yeah. There's always going to be something fun to play. Yeah, games are fun. <laughs> That's the conclusion you should draw from this. <laughs> games are fun. I guess that's going to about wrap up what we got to say today. I hope you all have enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed talking about it. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back at some point. Have a good day.